The time is 6.27pm. And welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow, till we die, I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sansbury. So, Ian, it feels kind of like a bit weird not to be doing hustings. I've kind of got quite used to that. It's his odd, isn't it? It's uh, back to just us for the next couple of episodes, and then we've got to go and take a lie down, as this will be, I think this is our fourth podcast in 11 days. Uh, Something like that, I lost count. Um, But, you know, um, we don't have a government stat that tells us how many podcasts that we've had in the last X number of days, or how many, you know. Yeah, we've got nobody keeping score for us. It's We're reliant on our own maths. And as people who listen regularly will know, sometimes that can be just a touch shonky. Yeah, so, um, we're about to find out have, just how wonky our maths are. Uh, so have you thrust your equipment through the letterbox of the unsuspecting Portsmouth public, as it were, for the last time today? Um, what? What what does that mean? Um, if you've been meaning, out delivering leaflets, yes, I I, anybody I, could misconstrue that. Okay, I've been out. Um, I've been out issuing um, issuing important communications and messages to the to the good folk of Portsmouth. It's a, it's a good way to get your steps up. I can I can I can thoroughly recommend it, and I'm sure that all candidates and activists of all, across the political spectrum can um, can attest to um, just. How, how much exercise they'll get delivering leaflets. Although, to be fair, you do end up actually eating more rubbish food, so you kind of don't end up really that far ahead. But there we go. Anyway, I'm home, I'm here, I have a small glass of wine, um, and it, and it's just us. So normally in our shows, we kind of kick off with a on this day. Yeah, what have you got for us? Well, I d- I've narrowed it down to one. So on, oh, this d- on this day, 26 years ago, um, I happened to be at someone's wedding. And it was yours. Indeed, I married your sister. Yeah, that's a that's a that's the start of a book, isn't it? Um, yes, I, I don't quite know where that will go, but um, but nonetheless, yes. Um, we are brothers-in-law. Um, Indeed, because I, you know, I know that obviously I'm the devilishly handsome one, and um, Ian isn't. But um, but yes, um, happy wedding anniversary, uh, Nikki and Ian, and congratulations and thank you for giving up the evening to um, to spend it. Being wrong, basically. Oh, see, that is half of your trouble, isn't it? Ah, the, the, the voters will tell us who is right and wrong. Indeed, but the predictions um, will either be right or wrong. That's what I mean. Yeah, two years ago you edged it, didn't you, I think? Oh. I've got to be gracious enough to say I think you were... I think I got a bit overly frothy and was. Uh, yeah, I, I, think I was one or two short. Yeah, my, my predictions proved to be more accurate, but... But nonetheless, here we are. We're in a different situation. And to be fair, it is an election like no other. Um, and it's not just one election, but two elections. So um, so tomorrow in Portsmouth, people will be voting for their for, for one of the local councillors in the in the, one of the three local councillors in their ward. And they'll also be um, making their first and second preference choices for the Hampshire and Isle of Wight Police and Crime Commissioner. Yeah, indeed, and lovely two different uh, two different uh, systems. Yes, which is always helpful for the general what could public. Possibly and then, go wrong. Of course, if we look at the national picture, uh, it's the assembly in Scotland and the assembly in Wales tomorrow, and the the metropolitan mayors. So yeah, lots for the 
political activists to be uh or for those politically uh intrigued to be to be watching and of course we have a by-election in hartlepool indeed um, so there'll be yeah. there'll be mayors with mayors but will it be yeah. drama for starmer or will it be karma well and yeah we, we said we'd just touch on this because hartlepool is it's in a by-election because it's sitting mp resigned in march they face an industrial tribunal um, and allegations of sexual harassment and victimisation, which they strongly deny. Um, but their resignation triggered the by-election, and Hartlepool would look like the safest Labour seat in Labour Town, as I, I believe Labour has never lost Hartlepool. And I think you had the stats last time out, they won pretty comfortably. Um, yeah, the sc the scores on the door la um, last time, he says, as his screen actually just suddenly freezes up, which is um, not at all mildly annoying. But um, yeah, so Labour had 37.7% um, of the vote last time. The Conservatives, 28.9%. The Brexit Party, remember them, 258 uh, The Lib Dems, 4.1%. The Independents, 22 And the Socialist Labour Party, 1.2%. Um, so yeah, Labour appeared last time to have really comfortably you know quite quite the margin there not not quite not the margin that someone like penny morden enjoys in portsmouth north of course but quite the margin yeah and and the the the, the other dynamic i guess we've got to throw into the mix is that hartlepool was a very strong leave city uh, i think it was 61 leave 39 remain um and so it looks like and this is this is where the dilemma comes in, in that obviously, you know, 25 to 26 percent of the votes were with UKIP, who are no longer with us, which I think we're all reasonably grateful for. But the latest poll that came out yesterday showed that those folk who had previously been in the vast majority Labour voters were in fact turning the, to the Conservatives. And the poll yesterday had... Labour down on 33, but the Conservatives polling just over 50% of the vote. That can't be right, can it? Um, it does seem... I mean, we are in the strangest of, strangest of times, aren't we? Um, I mean, the Johnson government seems, despite all of the things that they seem to be doing wrong and the things that they're being accused of with regards to um being um being on sale more than the dfs sofa um is um yeah they, they seem to be able to do no wrong in in some people's eyes um is that is that a vaccine bounce is that people are grateful that the, the light is well and truly we're approaching the light at the end of, end of the tunnel not in a fatality sort of sense but in a um, COVID kind of situation. We've we you know we've got we're we're doing a fantastic job getting the vaccines done. Yeah, is it about yeah, that? I've got another armful myself today. Excellent. I've got I've got mine at the beginning of June, so that'll be my jab too. Um, so it, I I don't know. I mean, the the fundamental truth is, and this is that this is the same for for any of the elections going across the United Kingdom. Well, actually, because there aren't any in Northern Ireland, so across Great yep. Britain, um, tomorrow is it is your vote. It is nobody else's. If you want a particular group to win, the only way you can help with that is to actually cast your ballot. Mm. So if you want a particular outcome, you might not be able to guarantee it, but there's only one way to help, and that's actually vote. So please vote. 
and if you're voting in a police and crime com commissioner election, you have two votes. You have a first preference and a second preference. So as we said earlier on, it might be a bit confusing because they're two different types of um, electoral system. Um, but please just just vote. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it, I, I guess that's the interesting dilemma, isn't it? Is that obviously Sir Keir Starmer has had to walk a very fine line during the pandemic and has not wanted to be seen to be playing party politics. And some argue he hasn't put up enough of an opposition. What do you reckon then? If he gets his bottom handed to him in a bag tomorrow, is it the end for Sir Keir? Um... I, I don't know. Um, was it Sophie Ridge that he was interviewed on on Sunday that that oh, he was I didn't asked? See that one. He was. Uh, I, I forget. I I kind of briefly listened, but it was 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 a bit distant. So I was doing other things. So um, I don't know that it would be the end, but it might be the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning. Um, if we want to look at it that way, I, I, I don't know. I mean, but e either way, that's not good for the Labour Party, is it? Really? I mean, the country I needs an effective, combative opposition that looks like a government in waiting and it and it and it doesn't have that at the minute no i i actually don't think it's good for anybody simon if i'm honest and and, and you know for, for me we've touched on it on this on this uh podcast before is that for me you know government works best when there is an opposition and when there is the ability to hold to account you know again i in my listenings in the week when i listen to what's going on in hungary where there is effectively no opposition at the moment it is it, it would make your hair turn white that that's that close to home you know it's not it's not some third world dictatorship it, it, it is a country you know near neighbors in the eu who with effectively no opposition are, are rewriting a constitution that means future governments won't be able to change things so you know my hope is that look i'm never going to boo a conservative win and another mp there are but, some um, that you really should you know, i'm sure you'll do that for me i've got far too much class for that um absolutely but um yes so your your money's on it on hartlepool going blue basically yeah i think that's that is that you know the the polls are usually more unkind to the conservatives than positive and and a 17 point lead that that is a massive margin of error if that's wrong um so no i i think um well, probably sometime on Friday, I think Hartlepool will go blue and um, probably so will Labour's PR machine at that point. So we will um, we will see how that all unfurls. I look forward to the explosion on Twitter. Yes, yeah, in a sort of exasperated way. So shall we talk police and crime commissioners? Yes, let's, let's call the old bill. That didn't really work, did it? No, no. Well, would you you <laughs> if you tuned in, you heard three quarters of the candidates um, come and join us on the pod and answer the questions of the audience. And um, but I think it would be fair to say, from a punditry perspective, you so probably we didn't hear the person who's going to win. Um, not that Ian's um, biased um, at all in any in any way, shape, or form, but. You know, let's be honest. Police and crime commissioners um, will they be counting or weighing Donna's votes? Is is I guess probably the yeah. I don't. Th I think there's going to be big pile, three small piles. Yeah, go on. 
Well, um, but that's why it's key to make sure that everybody... I know I keep laboring this point, I'm sorry. Yeah, then, but second preference. Make sure you use your, sec your second preference. Don't just use your first preference. Use your second preference. Make use of the system. Although, interestingly, I think for the next police and crime commissioner elections, the um, the mechanism is changing to first past the post. Boo. Because um, we know how equitable that is. Um, so, yeah, to be fair, I don't think there'll be any surprises um, to anybody um, when Don has declared the winner. Yeah, I mean, if we look across Hampshire and in terms of, you know, like gen from general election results... Um, well, there's Portsmouth South, and then there's everywhere else. Yeah, I'm sure the people of Portsmouth South um, love it, uh, love being referred to that way. So, um, yeah, so I th I th it's it's a strange one. Portsmouth is a tale of two cities. There is a north and there is a south, um, and um, different things seem to be happening in different parts of them, which is odd. But then also people seem to do completely different things at local elections. So, oh, Which is the case. And, and yeah, it, it is a strange old thing, isn't it? That we're, you know, I think we did the tale of three cities, which is that we have the reds in the south and the blues in the north and the yellows kind of running the council at the moment. So if we look before a vote is cast tomorrow, and I think we did the sums, didn't we? whether we got them right or not, I'm still not sure. Well, it's but your we'll, spreadsheet, we'll, we'll so have a go. Well, I'll blame you. So I think the numbers at the moment, before people cast a vote, is the Lib Dems are on 17, but I've got eight seats up for grabs. That's right. The Conservatives are on 15, and I've got four seats up for grabs. Labour, I've got six seats, but only have one up for grabs. And the Indies have got four seats, and they've got one up for grabs. I don't know if you can say that the remaining are all independents, because the Portsmouth Progressive Group aren't really independent, are they? I know they're independent of the mainstream parties, but I'm sure having formed themselves a group, and that would be two... But there are there are currently there are currently so currently there's one one independent uh, councillor um, for Portsgrove who's standing down so that's um, John Ferret who used to be a Labour group leader. And um, if you haven't listened to the episode, I would encourage you to go back and have a listen yeah. to John, who's v seems very well respected across the whole political spectrum and mm -hmm. um, spoke very eloquently about his anticipation of standing down in two months' time. Um, which has now turned out to be 14 months. Yes, yeah, bless him, the, the poor guy. So, uh, yeah, we spoke to him before the um, before the elections were delayed by a year um, due to COVID. So um, he, he got an extra year. The people of Poolsgrove got an extra year out of him. Um, and the other independent um, councillor is um, Linda Symes in East Ian Craneswater, who is, a, well, she's listed on the on the Portsmouth City Council website as an unaffiliated independent councillor but um she was a member of the conservative group but hasn't been recently yes. due to social media things so if we look at the numbers then uh, the magic number isn't it is 22 indeed so if we take away all the people that are that are sat that are up for grabs this time then it for the lib dems to win the uh, to get the magic number You've only got to win thirteen out of 
the 14 seats up for grabs. Yeah. So a challenge. It's not going to happen, though, is it? Let's but be honest. Possible. I mean, mathematically um, possible, yes, but yes, statistically unlikely. Now, the the Conservatives only have to win eleven because we think their unaligned neutral councillor might lend them their vote readily. So again, mathematically possible, but unlikely. Is that like Schrodinger's independent councillor when you're in? Uh, both independent and not something independent. Something to do with the cat, I think, is the is yeah, the key okay. thing. And for Labour to win, they only have to win seventeen of the remaining fourteen seats. So it is unlikely. Hang on, let me check my calculator. That's not going to work, is it? No, it's not happening. So it looks like, without wishing to jump to the conclusion first, we're going to end up with no overall control. But let's have a little look, ward by ward. And we will see what the uh, what the tea leaves tell us, and we'll um we'll we... see whether Simon or me gets more right this year. Shall we? Shall we tease and actually pause and talk about how the count's going to go before we get into the detail? Of course we should. Yes, the count, and I forget. Yes, yeah, one one hot dog, as it were. Um, okay. So yeah, usually it's it's you get it's your it's your big night out isn't it this one this is your... <laughs> yeah this is this is the excuse for a night this out you, for me this is you um, in the wee small hours wandering home looking oh, destitute and disheveled how, how dare you how dare you i've only been to one count uh, and um yes i did walk home from from the count at like six o'clock in the morning with my friend victoria we got a kebab on the way um so nonetheless um where can you get a kebab at six o'clock in the morning i think it was six by the time i got here but oh right it, it, right right, or, right. Or, oh no actually no the count Oh, I don't know. I can't remember what time. It was like two years ago. I've been asleep since then. Yeah. Vaguely. So anyway, um, it's not like someone involved in politics to get numbers wrong. Um, so, um, okay. So there are 42 councillors in Portsmouth. Um, and every, um, out of every three, three out of every four years, one of the, one councillor in every ward is up for election. Each ward has three councillors. That's where you, and there's, and there's 14 wards. So three 14s, 42. It's almost like Douglas Adams was a city yeah. planner. Um, yeah. So we've got 14 seats up for grabs this year. And ordinarily what would happen is that when poll stations close at 10 o'clock, those boxes are whizzed at the speed of a gambling zebra to the Guildhall where they are. I mean, obviously they're sealed before they, before they transit, um, but they're checked that the seal's okay. They're opened. And then what the first thing that takes place is a verification. So um, whenever you go to vote, and don't forget tomorrow you don't need your polling you don't need your polling card you don't need any form of id but it is sensible that you take a pen there will be some there but they'll have to sterilize them because of covid regulations so take your own pen make it a bit easier for them um so as the um as the clerks that are actually at the polling stations they mark off each person that actually casts a ballot they issue a ballot to and what they then do what happens then at the verification stage is that they're checking that the number of ballots that are in the box um, and there's a box for each polling district. Each ward in the city is split into four or five polling districts. Um, each polling district has one uh, voting location, um, and there's a box basically for each, each polling district. And in theory, the number of names that have been crossed off on the voter register by the clerks at the polling station matches the number of ballots that are in the box. Now, sometimes it doesn't, and that's because there are some sneaky people that go in ask for their ballot, take their ballot, and actually pretend to go and cast a vote and actually go home with their ballot. 
I have but no they, idea why. Because like, a souvenir. I, d- I don't know, but if that's why there's less pe- less ballots in the box than there are people ticked off, that's the only reasonable explanation because they haven't gone anywhere else, to be honest. Um, so, and the other thing that they'll be doing this time is verifying to make sure because there's two ballot boxes this time round in each um, in each poll station, one for the police and crime commissioner election and one for the local election. So they'll be verifying them both to make sure in case someone's put the ballot in the wrong box that so they need to then give it to the right pile effectively. Okay, so that verification um, is taking place on Friday. Um, now, the council have planned to split different wards across the city into different rooms within the Guildhall and at different times of the day to make sure that there's a limited number of people um, observing in any location. Usually, the candidate and their appointed agent um, and usually a guest um, can attend the count. On this occasion, only the candidate and the appointed agent can attend the count. Um, and they can only attend the count for the wards that they are appointed agents or candidates for. They can't attend other wards, and basically they've got to go home. So the verification takes place at a particular time of day tomorrow, uh, t- tomorrow on Friday. Yep. Um, and then everybody goes home, goes back to bed, um, and then comes back at it on Saturday. And then on Saturday, we start the count. And in the same way, separate rooms for different wards, only allowed into the room that you're, you've got a link to, um, and then basically when that ward is counted, um, then that would be officially declared. So you won't get the big pantomime and drama that you normally get of um, everybody down on the stage in the Guildhall. I mean, they might declare it from the stage in the Guildhall, I'm not sure, but there won't be this whole room, full, whole auditorium full of full of other people. I mean, when I stood in Cosham in 2019, because it was a by-election in Cosham, um, so there were actually two votes um, everybody had two votes in Cosham because yep. that made the ballot paper more ca- more um, more ca- um, complicated. It meant that Cosham was the last ward declared, and I was there, still waiting for them to declare the result while the rest of the rest everybody else was celebrating or walking off looking miserable. So, did you win? Uh, I did not. Three. <laughs> no, you know I didn't win. You bar lamb. So, um, um, so anyway, so yes, I came sixth in an eight horse race <laughs> so <laughs> where there were two winners <laughs> so at least one of the kippers you've got to take that no i um i came ahead of the other liberal democrat candidate and i came ahead of uh victoria wagner the um i, I keep wanting to say the nhs against cuts but i might have i'm sorry i think, you, I think veronica right. I think if i've got right. that wrong um so but yeah so, so that's how the gonna be like a, it's going to be like a cascade thing isn't it so yes so i know that is it alphabetical or is it um no i don't think so they're just spread across kind of different parts of the day so instead of basically a box set that you can binge on there are going to be episodes that you're going to have to wait for how's that now that works for me it's a netflix election yeah, so so we'll be there, and then suddenly one will get announced, and we've we've got our little tick sheet here where we can cross off and see who was right and who was wrong. Yeah. So in the um, so from nine o'clock, um, Copner, Baffins, and Cosham will be being counted on the Saturday. From nine thirty, Central South Sea, East Ian Craneswater, and Charles Dickens will be being counted. And then from 11.30, Hilsey, Nelson, Drayton and Farlington. From 12 noon, Fratton, Milton, St. Jude. And then last, from 1.30, will be Paulsgrove. And from 2 o'clock, St. Thomas. 
Thank you. Catherine's just pointed out that I got Veronica Wagner's um, um, name wrong. Sorry. Uh, thank you, Catherine. Um, my apologies, Veronica. Um, so, yes. So it's going to be spread across the day. So there'll be a bit of a kerfuffle as that's done. Um, I see someone suggested in, in some comments from some of our posts that they might be basically waiting in the in the, the beer garden in the, in the fleet um, for things to kind of develop um, what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> Nine o'clock start. That's a bold session. I, I don't mind a, I don't mind a significant event, but oh, I think I'm, I'm very nervous of a nine o'clock in the morning start on a Saturday. I oh, know it's Saturday, but even so, <laughs> bit of decorum. Well, yeah, I don't mean the drinking from then. Obviously, good grief, Ian. I, I, mean, well, I, I know to me. I know you're I a rugby it was man, but we were... doesn't mean that everything everything involves alcohol. Um, so um, yes, so basically that's how it's going to work. So it's not going to be the, the 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 drama that we would normally see. It's going to be a slowly involving. So it it's episodic rather than binge watch. I like uh, that. I'm sticking with that. No, no, I I think you should I think you should be proud of that. I'm I'm happy with that one. I'm going to get a t-shirt made. Right. Shall we have a look? Come on then, let's get in the details. We've got we've got we've got listeners chomping at the bit here. So we're going through these alphabetically. Um so Baffin's current incumbent is your man Darren Sanders for the Liberal Democrats. When he was elected five long years ago, forty eight percent of the vote. The Conservatives were in a slightly sorry second with 19%. The other two candidates in the ward are both Liberal Democrats. So this is one of those monopoly sets where that's you've not, got all the yellow ones. That, that's not the case because one of them left the party to form the Oh, PPP. you're not wrong. Actually, one's a progressive... Portsmouth, Portsmouth People's person. Progressive Group. So, yes, they would have been had they not have um, left the Liberal Democrats. So don't be sad. Two out of three ain't bad. What are we calling this one, Simon? Baffins. Yeah. Uh, Darren's winning that. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. He's a perfectly nice man. He's a very, he's been on he's the very pod nice before. Man. We rather like him. And to be fair, even the most one-eyed would not vote against that being a Lib Dem hold. So we've given Baffins to the Lib Dems. Don't quite understand why. Um, everybody in Baffins loves a Lib Dem. I'm not that you're not bad people, but I would have thought that was a very fertile hunting ground for the Conservatives. But we don't seem to have cracked it yet, so you can have that one. Yeah, it's amazing. Just, just it, it's almost like you you base your perception of an area based on a stereotypical judgment of what what people's houses are like. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's no more complicated yeah, no, than that. I've phones. got friends in Baffins as well, and it's uh, no, and to be honest, again, it's it's you know, it is a rich tapestry, and um, but yes, it, it a very happy that. hunting ground for you. So, this takes us on to Central South Sea, current incumbent Steve Pitt, deputy leader of the council. Won handsomely five years ago, 41% over 24. The next year flipped to a Labour um, councillor. So, um, you know, held 
won very comfortly and then flipped back to the Lib Dems last time. Now, this is one where we did the hustings, and I don't know about you, Simon, but I think that this was the best. I'm going to be biased, but I thought it was the best of the hustings we had. Well, I, I, I thought the candidates were, were really good. Not that the, the candidates in the other hustings were, weren't good, but I, I thought it was a really well-energised um, event and the, the candidates spoke very, very well. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it went really well. I mean, by the time we got to finish doing the hustings, we'd figured out how to do them well, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, a bit of practice on our part. So, so we've got... Um, so effectively, Charlotte Gerrard um, spoke very eloquently as a as the Labour candidate, and obviously Charlie Douglas new into politics, and you know a lot of passion there from the young man. And whilst I'm, I'm mates with his dad, I've got to disclose, and Charlie and my eldest son played rugby together, so there is a bit of a familial connection there. But even so, sorry Charlie, sorry Charlotte, I've got that as a Lib Dem hold. Okay. Interesting. You haven't. No, I, I have. I just I just would no God no. Um no, I um I do I do think that um that the Lib Dems will hold it. I think there's a I think there's a bit of a fight going on. So I think it might be um closer than is comfortable, but I think yes, in the end I think it will go Lib Dem. Um Steve um and to be fair, you know, the uh, Steve Steve's up against um a, a really impassioned and dedicated campaigner. Um, and proficient campaigner, so I think you know he's, he's certainly not got an easy task by any uh, by any means. Um, but it's an interesting interesting from a ward perspective. It's it's now home to, or electorally now home to the leader of the Labour group and the perhaps heir apparent um, current deputy leader of the Liberal Democrat group. Yeah, the man who would be king. So central so. Southie, the part of Southie with no water in it. But yes, it has the leaders. Yes, oh, that's a very nice description. I've used others, but I wouldn't use them again. So this moves us neatly on to our friend Charles Dickens. Okay. So current incumbent Stephen Morgan MP I've never won heard it of by him, just sixty-three yeah. votes five years ago. Um, is standing down to focus his energies and efforts onto his shadow ministerial career, and this was another. This was another one we husted. Um, we had Kirsty Meller on. We had uh, Dr. Raj from the Conservatives. And, yeah, they both spoke very eloquently and passionately about the ward and, you know, and set their stall out pretty clearly. Um, I guess the question is, over the last couple of elections, it's becoming more laboury if that's a phrase, than, than it was back when Stephen won the seat. So what have you got there, Simon? Um, um, sorry, Yaya. Um, sorry, Dr. Raj. But Kirsty's going to comfortably win that award. Well, you think that one's going to come in quite comfortable? Yeah, I, um, yeah. I, I think so. I think there's, um, from what I've seen, there's there's good there's good campaigning apparatus there. Um, Kirsty performed really, really well. In, in in the hustings, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I can't see I can't see that ward changing hands, and and if I'm honest, I can't see the other parties putting what they would need to put into the into that ward to change it. I mean, I'm quite prepared to be wrong. There are surprises because there are some some large parts of the city that 
you know, I mean, we're doing this blind. We haven't got any data. We haven't got access to any polling information. No. Or indeed any information from either of the political parties that tell us or give us a bit of an inside track on what they're, what they're finding out. God, they wouldn't tell us. Um, no. So, um, yeah, I, yeah I, I think that one's staying red, mate. That's interesting because I've got it as a Tusk game. Okay, now now put no, that I funny looking cigarette down. It's um, labour. It's a labour hold. <laughs> Say really. Um. So, thus far, we have violently agreed. That's outrageous, isn't it? Which takes us on to Copner. Okay. So in Copner, the Greens are putting forward Tim Sherman Chase, who's previously previously been on the podcast. He's been about as Tim Sherman Chase. I I, it's one of those when I was looking through the results when I compiled this. Is you know, he over the last sort of four years? Tim keeps popping up in places with a with a, um, a Tim Sherman Chase screen. So, so the incumbent was Neil Young, who is stepping down. Um, so when he won that back five years ago, the margin was only 7% over Labour. It was pretty tight. The other two candidates are both Conservatives. Last time out, the Conservatives had a very decent winning margin. What's your call, Simon? Um, I've seen evidence on Facebook of a bit more activity in Copner than um than i think probably the residents of copner are quite used to which is, a, which, is a, which is a good thing um but i if i'm honest I, I can't see that changing hands unless some there's something kind of something seismic happens I, i'd still i'd say that's still going blue yeah we agree i think i think labor i got the impression labor were much more active in copner than we'd seen before and um, yeah. perhaps we're targeting it. So so maybe they know something we don't. And obviously, long-standing councillor, often I think it's one of the issues that people kind of not necessarily gloss over, but don't perhaps explore so fully, is that you know if you've got a standing councillor that's done a bloody good job for the ward, irrespective of the colour of the rosette they wear, then they'd probably get your vote. Yeah, there, there's that. All I mean, we've spoken about it before. There's always that dynamic between uh, between person and party, um, and sometimes people's dislike for a particular party can be overridden by their uh, by their like for the candidate, um, for you know, for how hardworking, genuine, or genuine and affable and authentic that that you know that particular candidate is. So it's um, I mean, at the end of the day, there are people in politics, um, and people don't necessarily do what statisticians want them or like them to do um but hey that's why we have elections instead of an algorithm right yeah absolutely no 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 that's uh but let's not diss my spreadsheet too badly oh of course I'm so, so yeah sorry my my i i uh, yeah sorry i i bow in my um, my subservience to the to the mastery of the spreadsheet i apologize so we're now close to home it's our patch it's caution okay. that the lib dem candidate should have been Simon Sansbury was so cruelly robbed due to your Theresa May impersonations <laughs> in the leather trousers. What? No. The, the party were concerned about you due to shouting the, strong and stable in a loud voice. Due to a, a particular section, I forget which, of the Local Government Act 1972. So a thing yes. that's as old as I am stopped me being a candidate. 
Oh, the cruel irony of it all. I know. So the current incumbent is Dr. Matt Atkins. Yeah, he's had 24 months to do a 12-month job. Exactly that. Um, now, I don't think I've got this right. I think that was five... I might have got it right. No, I'm going to say it was 41 to 29 um, last time out, so it was a 12-point win. The other two parties are... The other two councillors are conservatives, so this is a this is an all blue like the Angel Islington and Euston Road. Well, that's light blue, isn't it? It's Mayfair and Park Lane. Um, so, David Fuller, um, two times former Lord Mayor, very credible candidate, nice guy. Um, we once I once personally terrified him by taking him for a nice walk around Guildhall Square and the little shops there. He very decently, him in a blindfold working with a guide dog. Um, so he's had that experience. So is he the big hitter from Fratton that's going to turn caution from blue to yellow? Well, we, are you are you asking me? or I didn't, I'm asking What you. was your pronouncement? Um, I, I, I know this is probably, I'm sorry if this feels like a... a um, me wimping out i honestly don't know i think it's really i think it's really tight because um i've seen that um shah the labor candidate has done lots of campaigning um he's worked very hard to be honest yeah and and he's done lots of things in the local community so um i wouldn't be surprised um if the ward isn't blue um but i don't know which way that would go i honestly don't know Ooh, that is a that's a that's a bold claim. So you're going not blue. Yep. Um, and I think you've frankly you've it might only be a small glass of red wine, but it's <laughs> obviously very potent because you've lost your mind. That one's a cast iron conservative win. Well, we shall see what the good folk of Cosham tell us um, when we get to finding that out. Um, so we'll, we'll revisit this about midday on Saturday. Absolutely. So, uh, so although we may bump into each other during the voting process tomorrow, we um, we well, we we may indeed we may indeed. Um, so that's the first one we've disagreed on. Yeah. Now, that well-known marginal. You're going to Drayton DNF, and Farnton. <laughs> Yeah, it's blue. Come on, move on. Previously, Steve <laughs> Wemmis, Steve sent standing down, Ryan Brent in position last time out. When he was elected, um, he got he scraped by with just a fifty-five percent of the vote, thirty-five percent ahead of Labour. The uh, the other two um, councillors are Conservative. Yeah. Think the Lib Dems are in with a shout on this one, uh, Simon? Um, sorry, um, sorry to Duncan, um, Duncan Garland, the um, the Lib Dem candidate, and to David Simpson, the Labour candidate, if memory serves correctly. Yeah, um, David I, Simpson, friend of the pod. Um, so, um, yeah, I think Ryan has done his time in a ward he couldn't win. Um, so now he's standing in a ward that he can't lose. Um, much oh. like Terry Norton before him. So, um. I might be some learning for you there, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. 
You said I should just move to Baffins. Is that what you're saying? I, 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 or Central South Sea. Yeah, it's, it's either or. Um, Stand against George next year. That could be spectacular. Oh, that's, yeah, I'd like I, that. I, I can see but that. anyway, we've I agreed. That, I can see that working so badly. Um, Consoled. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's a blue. As, as, I've, as I've always said, if you put a blue rosette on a Tesco trolley at the top of the hill and pushed it down, by the time it got to Station Road, it would have been elected. Um, but there we go. This could be a big one. Eastney and Cranes Water. Yeah. Current incumbent, Matt Wennington. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a f- there's a three-way fight going on this time that I think it was more of a two-way fight before. Well, it, it was it was 43 to 35 when Matt won it. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, I, and again, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but in that particular contest, Labour were an irrelevance. Since those, since then, two Conservative councillors have been returned quite comfortably, although one is now suspended in the independent bucket. Mm-hmm. And we had a very jolly hustings between Craig Withy and Matt Winnington. Yeah, um, I mean, the Conservative candidate in Eastern Craneswater sadly didn't acknowledge our attempts to contact them. Um, I think they're too busy shooting videos in any part of the city other than Eastern Craneswater. But um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think it's a from from historically, I would have thought the Tories would have been doing more there. Um, Matthew is a um, is a you know is a is an upstanding local councillor. Um, his work as the as the cabinet member for I'm sorry, Matthew. I'm probably going to bugger up the title: Health, Wellbeing, and Adult Social Care. Um, is um you know he works really really hard at that so i i i think it's going to be a tough one but i think what the interesting dynamic this time is that labor seem to be fronting a more forgive me for the previous candidates a more credible candidate yeah um or certainly a more active candidate in the form of craig withy so i i, I to be honest i i i think that is still really really tight um and i think um I st- yeah, I do think I do think Matthew's going to edge it, but I think it is going to be a tight one. Now, here is a fascinating situation for me, because uh, it, they I think they chucked me out of the party if I did it. But if I was a resident of Eastney and Craneswater, I would vote for Matt Wennington. And the reason I would do that is because I think Matt has a proven track record of working hard for the residents. I, I, you know, and again, partly this might be just me being a bit smarted by the fact that the Conservative candidate didn't just say no thank you, gentlemen, but just refused to engage with us. Um, so Matt would get my vote. But ultimately, when I look at this, I think Craig is going to split the centre-left vote. He's going to eat into... Matt's vote, and I've got this down as a conservative game. So you think and you think I'm the, not wildly pleased about it? You if think I'm the, honest, you think the Tories are regaining not because they've been so brilliant and their candidate is so fantastic, but because um, basically everyone else is cannibalising the support. That that is pretty much it. I mean, I know Craig has 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 made a very strong stand that he believes he's the only candidate that can defeat the Tories, which was known as the Morgan Principle, which worked very well in Portsmouth South. Um, I'm not sure 
you are more of a you know greg was spoke very eloquently very passionately and is, is clearly a a man you know that that understands politics and understands people um but to suggest that the, the standing councillor can't hold his own seat i, I think is a little bit yeah, it, so it, yeah, it's I've, a bit I've, of a I've, yeah. I've umdenard on this one, but I, I I don't. I think the Conservatives will win. I don't think it will be due to a very strong campaign. I think it'll be due to circumstances surrounding. And that's the funny thing, because at the end of the day, um, the contest is just to get one more vote than the other guy. The other person, sorry. Yeah, it, well, so, the guy will, con will consider to be and, a gender inclusive term. And um, so, so it, yeah, it I, I think that, know, that is the this one is the one that that is one of the ones that really sort of fascinates me because um, you would think, and I think I, I learned a lot on the podcast. It's an area of the city I don't know particularly well, you know, and and I've always thought of it as, you know, Eastney and Craneswater, big houses with gates. Um, but as with all of our wards, there's often, you know, there's often pockets of deprivation therein. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, there's a, yeah, the, I think the eastern end of the ward is is certainly not as um, well resourced as as the western part of the ward. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, you know, if I was, if I, I have to be honest, if I was voting in Eastern Cranes Water, I, I'd be voting for Matthew too. Um, but we repeat our original statement: um, if there's an outcome that you want to see happen, then Make sure you vote tomorrow, or Cast if you've your got your vote. if you've got your postal ballot and you haven't yet returned it, you can drop it into any polling station. So you you know it's your franchise. Take part. Um, so uh, yeah, um, and but the the, uh, the the weird thing for me is that first past the post doesn't. Um, it kind of in, it it encourages you not you're not choosing. You're not buying a taxi that was, or renting a, you know, calling a taxi that will take you to precisely where you want to go. You need to get a bus to which which takes you to the nearest to your possible intended destination. So you're not looking for the perfect. You're perhaps actually, which sounds a much less positive thing. You're looking for the least, the one that is closest to what you want, or at least the one that is least against far what away you want. From what yeah, you want. Yep. it's a no, it's a strange it's a strange dynamic. Let's move to Fratton. Fratton. David Fuller was sta or st standing down as Fratton indeed councillor has has switched across to Cosham you can't stand in two wards at the same time nope i don't think someone's going to point out that that's wrong but so when david got across the line 5 years ago 32 to 27 pretty tight then there was a labor candidate returned uh in the uh, interim and then a lay LD candidate returned again last time out and but but that of course as we know last time it was a 10% winning margin but that was for the lovely Dave Ashmore and you know we we how many percentage points is is Dave Ashmore's loveliness worth is is what I've got to ask myself again last time out Conservatives beaten into fifth in this ward. Um, so I'm not getting I'm not getting this one as a conservative gain. I'll put that on the table now. Well, so you you do have some sense of realism then? Oh absolutely. I work with you. <laughs> Outrageous. So uh, what have you got this one down as then, Simon? I um I I don't know. I think this this one is really, really close. I think I think Labour could end up winning it. 
but I yeah. think it is too close to call. It, it, we got it too close to call. I've actually put it down as a Labour game. I, I think there's been a lot of activity in Fratton. Um, I think, you know, as I say, you, we've also got to look at the, 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 you know, the person. So David, well-known figure in Portsmouth, well-respected, new candidate, no disrespect to them, but, but I think... Stuart Brown, by the way. Yeah, I, I've just got a sneaking suspicion that um, that this is one that Labour are going to go after, and I think I think they'll I think it'll be close, but I think they're going to sneak it. Um, well, it's Tom Coles's wife, Nikki Coles, um, standing this time. I think previously, I think when Dave Ashmore was up, he was standing against Trevor Morgan, which is Stephen's dad. Right. So, um, yeah, I think um, I think there's more of a fight going on uh, for a fight for Fratton. Um, and so there should be candidates and polit- and political parties should be fighting for your votes because at the end of the day, they're your votes. They shouldn't assume. Let's go from. So let's look at another another key marginal. Okay. Hilsey. You try and different. You oh okay, thanks. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere easier now. You're not still trying to get me kicked out of the party. Okay, no, 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 no. Hilsey. That, 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 we've, we've, that's easy. the line today, and it's in our role. Let's look at it over the course. I'd like to think over the course of the last few weeks. You know, we don't hide behind our political allegiances and allege that we're neutral. But I'd like to think over the last five shows we have we have put our bias aside and given everybody. To yeah. use the Australian vernacular, a fair suck of the sauce bottle. It's important to have an open mind, but not so open your brain falls out. Exactly that. So current incumbent in Hilsey is the lovely Donna Jones, who has stepped down to pursue her dream to be police and crime commissioner. She's been replaced by Danny Wemis, who's standing. Who Wemis is another one of those surnames you hear in local politics. Last, when Donna stood, she snuck over the line with 55% of the vote, compared to Labour's 32. Uh, the other two candidates are Conservatives, including our friend of the pod, the great Scott Pater-Harris. Um, what are you saying, Simon? It's, uh, I'm sorry, Mr Williams, Peter Williams, who's the Lib Dem candidate in Hillsy. It's staying blue, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's, it's looking very promising. So in the in the same similar margin, um, so we have moved on to Milton. Um, Will Purvis has served his uh, has his time nobly and is standing down. Um, and I think we've got to give a shout out to Kimberly, mm-hmm. who you know this was one of the wards that was chosen for the hustings. Yep. But frankly, nobody wanted to come and play with Kimberly, so we didn't do a hustings with her on her own. No, that um, would have been a. I mean, the cat is doing its best to get in and out of the shot there. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so Enid Blyton is in play, one of my cats. So, um, so yeah, as long as you don't press the stop keep... button. So, um, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, we had radio silence, unfortunately, from the Conservative candidate, um, which James Smith. Uh, um, something smith yeah who is the son of, of john smith the equally radio silent candidate in so eastern Crayswater. a family trait yeah. but we did at least um have a response from the labor candidate um paula savage who um who declined our offer to have a husting so um to be honest uh, you know a decline was at least more helpful for us for organizing Absolutely. things than, than, a, than a silence so when uh when we're one people have to, to, to 18 hmm. the other two are lds 
this falls into my category of cast iron LD hold. Ah, Robert New points out that we're wrong. They're not related. Ah. Aren't they? No, the Smiths are not related. Good grief. Jack Smith. John. Um, oh, Jack. Is it Jack or James? Or it's, no? it's Jack Smith. No, Jack Smith. Jack. Jack. Oh, well, Robert, thank you. But I was I was well, reliably informed by a, a Conservative Party candidate that there was a familial relationship between the two. So, so I mean, uh, thank you for clearing that up. Apologies for any... Uh, I guess we could have asked any him if he'd have answered. In, implied insight on and, either and Jack or John's behalf. And nor are the um, way, Mrs. Robert, Robert tells us. So thank you, Robert. No, nor are the Wemesses. No. Oh, stop. So that so the Tory. I, I don't know whether they just clone the Tories and just pick names by um oh, or well, how that is, works. Well, but, this is. Well, that's embarrassing. It, oh, it is, and the, again, it's that if Robert denies that Gemma is related to him at this point, then we really have got to to worry. But um, I mean, I'm sure there have been some, plenty of times when I've when Nicola's wanted to deny that I'm related to her, but... Yeah, yeah, um, no, and, and so she should. Um, but then she chose to marry me, so, you know, again, the, the, all these things come into play. Right, let's get back to the politics instead of playing family fortunes. But thank you for the, thank you for the corrections, Robert. So Where did we get to? I think we've all agreed Milton is staying yellow. It is indeed. The, the lovely Kimberly Barrett is, um, is and well-deserved. She works bloody hard. Um, and um, and it'll be great to see her on the council. Nelson. So Leo Madden is the incumbent. Um, won it at 40 points to 22 when he won it. So the the interesting one in this world is that, that LD have held it twice. Um, last time with a very big margin. With UKIP sitting in third. Um now, this is, an, in a similar way, I think it is a, it's an element of there is neither Labour nor the Conservatives, even if they get all of the UKIP vote, are going to tip Leo Madden out of his chair, as far as I can see. So I've got this one down as an LD hold. And I would not disagree with you. Marvellous. I'm being absolutely menaced by my cat. So You are. Talk, what, have you like been about, ignoring the, the cat what all you, week? What you can't see is every time I stop stroking her, the paw comes in and taps me either on the arm or in the face. So I'm not convinced when they talked about surfing the internet, typing one-handed, this is entirely what they meant. No, get off the keyboard. No. Um, listeners, if Ian suddenly disappears from the from the live stream, we know what's happened. Um, for, so I'm, I'm back, but... Do you are you kind but of part? Do you want me to do you want me to fill in for a second while you no, try no, to find the? No, hold on. So, under Nelson, my notes read X C J triple I M U K. So um that that yeah that's what the cat wrote. That's, that, that means very very little. Okay. Right, this is a big one now. Okay, drum roll. Paul's Grove. Paul's Grove. Yes. So John Ferret. Yep. Elected Labour, mm -hmm. then went independent. Forty-one mm percent -hmm. of the vote when he was elected. Sixteen points ahead of UKIP. Then, since then, both of the con Conservatives are Conservatives. 
but we did some of the hustings and obviously this time George Madrick is standing as an independent local businessman appears to have put an awful lot of energy into the ward and I think the other thing it's important to call out here is that 25% of the vote even in 2019 was still going to UKIP so the question is where will those votes go and it has to be noted that George has stood as a UKIP candidate before Indeed, he's, um, he stood unpack in, this one for me. He, he stood in Cosham in 2019 and got 892 votes, if memory serves. Um, so he came fourth after the two Conservative, two Labour. No, that would make him fifth. Sorry, can't even count. Um, and then I came sixth with 427. So, um, so quite the distance. He had a very um, um, a, a strong campaign, um, and he's shown himself to be a, a strong and dedicated. Um, campaigner for his community um, this time around as well. So I think, um, yeah, I think um, if I'm really honest, I think it's going to going to stay an independent, but I think it's going to be a different independent. I I think he's going to do it, um, but I think the the interesting thing with Paulsgrove is that um, you'd think looking without um, without sounding judgmental, you'd think actually looking at looking at the ward. There are many more voters in parts of the ward that you wouldn't imagine actually being conservative voters, but it looks like there's um, quite a lot of them don't seem to have a reason to come out come out and use their vote. Um, and I think maybe George is tapping into that and will give them a reason to do that. So I'd put that down as um, uh, as um, as an independent hold, but obviously a, a different one. I mean, John yep. Ferret when he was leader of, so when he was he leader of the labor group back in 2014 when the labor party voted to install a conservative administration because vote labor get tory is probably not something that labor voters were expecting and i don't think i think that's probably why things didn't go so well yeah um, couldn't couldn't tell you is the is the answer mm. but i know you know and john on the episode was very clear that that you know he, he kind of fell out of love with the move the lurch to the left of Labour. Yeah. Um, but it, it is interesting that, you know, if you look at those numbers back when John was elected, you would say that th this looked like a safe Labour seat. Mm. And I do wonder whether there's a little bit of the... Is it like a mini red the, wall, it, do you think? Sorry? Is it a bit like a mini red wall? That at one point it was die, you know, not me funny, born until you born and, born until you, and live until you die, Labour supporting, but by being taken for granted or or ignored, it's actually turned blue. So I, I think I think that's a great analogy because for me, you know, it, it is the northern it's the northern area where you'd think that Labour would be would would have a credible case to answer. You know, they would they would be able to put forward a credible argument. Um, they seem to, and again, you know, this is not an accusation it's an observation labor almost appears to have just given up on the north of the city um and said well you know do you know what you can have it fight it out amongst yourselves the pair of you um and we're really only going to focus our efforts in targeted wards in the south um so i mean tony hewitt who's the conservative councillor it, it's very clear from you know he he is a community activist he, he's worked hard, you know, in the ward prior to election. Is it enough? Is it going to be enough? 
I think this is going to be really, really close. And you, you've kind of, you, you've sat on the fence on a couple of wards. This is the one where I genuinely think this is going to come down to a, to a less, I think this will be less than a hundred votes. I think you're right. I think it, I think it will, it's going to be close rather than a landslide because um, I've seen that, you know, on Facebook, I've seen this, this is, this obviously isn't insider information. We're, we're, we're observing things that um, different campaign groups obviously post on, on, uh, on Facebook. So it's, you know, it's public knowledge. Um, that um, the the Tories have, have put a lot of effort into Paul's Grove. Um, I think it's probably quite uh, quite telling that um, that I don't know actually whether that's the normal level of activity for them in that ward. I don't think it is, but the fact that we don't have a recollection or an observa observation of that kind of speaks to perhaps how wards like Paul's Grove are taken a bit for granted, and maybe the vote maybe now's the time for the voters to. With the, in the nicest possible way for them to duff up the established parties a bit and actually say, well, hang on a minute, you want our council tax, you want our votes, you've got a bloody work for it. And I think it also speaks to the role of the independent. You know, because if we look at, you know, we say we've got four independents on the council or, you know, just under 10%, but all four are people who were elected under a badge and took that badge off or had that badge removed. If you look at the previous, you know, again, independents previously have been elected under one badge and again have, have, have you know, altered their position. I'm not aware that anybody has ever been elected to the council, at least in recent memory, who stood as an independent and was elected as such. Um, not, that, not that I can recall. I mean, um, interestingly, if you go just down the road to Fairham, they have a they have a litter, litany. Their their political history is littered with examples of people basically jumping from party to party. Mm. But they do have history of um, I think at least one person leaving a party, then re-standing as an independent and getting re-elected. So, which is not what tends to happen in Portsmouth. It's which not. Is that no, you leave a party. You stand as an independent and you get slaughtered. So well, even if you leave you, a party to join Grove another party. Independent, I've yeah. got it as a, a very close to call. We I do. mean, I would... Um, Robert, um, Robert New, um, bless him, is, is playing fact checker today for us. Um, he's, he's saying that it is, I think he's referring to me saying about the level of campaigning in, in Paul's Grove. So um, obviously he'd be able to speak to the level of conservative campaigning in the ward more than I would. Um, so, yeah, so... I reckon it goes independent in the in the guise of George, and you you say it's too close to call. I'm giving that one too close to call. Okay, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Tony nicked it. Um, you know, again, I've been following on social media like everybody else has. Um, you know, George has has played a very strong. You know, it's not going to be, and he did it on the podcast on our hustings. Mm. It's not going to be Labour. It's not going to be Lib Dems. It's me or Conservatives. And I think, you know, people may well believe that. So we'll see how that goes. And um, it was, yeah, it I will, keep, it was, I a, keep my fingers crossed for Tony. It was a very strong squeeze message. Yes, um, very, very effective. So. Um, and I think he was the only candidate that, that delivered a message like that, which was quite interesting. Um, but nonetheless, St. Jude. Hey, Jude. Hugh Mason. Yes, Dr. Hugh Mason. Dr. Hugh Mason, who is standing again? Yes. Perfect. 
won it by 13% over the cons mm-hmm. when back in 2016. Then went Labour at the next election and Labour at the one after. And the the Labour candidate last time out won by 9%. And there are, there was still, uh, and again, it still confuses me that even in 2019, there was a UKIP candidate that hoovered up 8% of the votes. So Labour had a 9% lead and there's 8% UKIP going about. I've got this as a Labour gain. Um, I, I would disagree with that. I say it's a Lib Dem hold. Convince me. Um, Hugh has a very strong level of personal vote, so it's about him. And I think some of the wards. I mean, I think we touched on this in the one of the questions that, to be fair to the candidates, we kind of phrased rather playfully, um, in the sense that you look at some of the wards in South Sea where actually it's not basically all one particular party um, and the electorate, and it's the same electorate supposedly, that are one year they're electing one particular uh, political colour and the next year they're electing a different political colour. I don't think that the Lib Dem voters are staying home two out of three or one out of three of those years um, and the Labour um, and you know, con- conversely, yep. I don't, I don't, I don't think that would be happening. So um, I think that actually, um, it's a personal candidate allegiance rather than a political party allegiance that is working in those wards, and that speaks to a lot about the the strength of personality of of those of those particular candidates. Um, so that's why I think that uh, that that Hugh is going to win. He's got his work cut out because um, hey, yeah. uh, you know I think there's I think there's lots of ground game uh, from the from the Labour Party, um, but uh, but I think he's going to win. Which leaves us finally to St Tom's. I hadn't realised how time had moved on. I know. So we're so used so, to doing an hour and a half. St Tom's. Tom Wood won it back in 2016. I believe Tom's standing down. He um, yes. Won it by 11% last time out. And to be fair, it was a 15% margin last time. So the the good people of St. Tom's have become more Lib Demi. I've got it as a Lib Dem hold. I would agree with you. So having done our analysis, it looks like some things will change, but many things will remain the same. Oh, it's like we stole that from a film or something. It could be. So it looks like we are going to be, well, we were certain at the start it was going to be NOC, unless something wild and wacky and the Hartlepool effect has come to bear. But if it hasn't, then it looks like pretty much the Lib Dems and the Conservatives will be on a similar number of candidates, plus one or two. Yes, and the other thing to bear in mind is that next, or in the next council year, so basically after the election, that the um, that the Lord Mayor, so the person that effectively, um, except when they're absent, who chairs the the council meetings, will be um, will be a, a, a conservative. So if you're talking about votes versus you know votes in the votes in the chamber, normally the Lord Mayor doesn't vote; they cast a deciding yep. vote if the votes are tied. Um, but normally they they actually abstain. Um, from voting, so actually, um, I think the margin of difference between the two major parties in Portsmouth is going to get even closer. There's only two between them now, and one of those two is someone that 
is or isn't a member of the you know um yep you know um the group so yeah i think that's going to make it even tighter um how voters feel about that what that means for the sorts of decisions that the city need needs making in order to um in order to drive forward the post pandemic recovery in the city in order to green the city in order to um in order to maintain the services that we all enjoy and we need yeah i think it's i think this 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 election is really really all to play for um and is and is really really tight really yeah, really tight. I, I, it wouldn't be surprise me simon if we're not sat here on sunday spooning down humble pie and, <laughs> and saying well we were like 90 percent wrong it, it, <laughs> And it could be in many different ways. So it could be in many. Different ultimately, ways. it looks like it'll be reasonably level pegging. It'll, you know, Labour will be kingmaker again. Who knows whether they will support the Conservatives or give the Lib Dems another leg up? I Time. I noticed on social media that um, someone asked that question to Charlotte Gerardo, um, and because um, I think the question was raised about whether um, about coalitions or about supporting any particular party. Um, and um, forgive me, Charlotte. I, I think I'm quoting you correctly in saying that what she said then was that um, that they wouldn't be supporting a conservative administration. Uh, yes, yeah, that was that was fundamentally her position, and I don't think any of us would be. Yeah, I don't think anyone's shocked by that. So there we are. We've run the numbers. We've processed the spreadsheet. We'll probably have got it hideously wrong. Well, Robert's um, certainly sitting at home laughing at how many things we've got wrong so far tonight, and that's before and, the results. Uh, yeah, to be fair, Rob knew has held us to account, and. Um, and fair play to him. So uh, you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And I've been Simon Sandsbury. And don't forget to join us at 6.27 on Sunday when we discuss how wrong we were tonight. And then after that, we're taking a short three-week break because um, we probably need it and you probably are sick of hearing the sound of us. Yeah. They're bored of us by now, and we need to lay it down. Use your vote tomorrow. Use it wisely. Yes. Please make sure you use your vote. Please make sure you use both your first and second preference vote in the Hampshire and Police Crime... Hampshire and Isle of Wight Police and Crime Commission. Oh, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm, on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa, play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast, blue and yellow till we die from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. Stop. See, it's easy.